0: I will extol the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. I will glory in the Lord. Let the afflicted hear and rejoice. Glorify the Lord with me. Let us exalt His name together. I sought the Lord and He answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to Him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. This poor man called, and the Lord heard him. He saved them out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him, and he delivers them. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. I will extol the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. So as we're here today, as I was, as I was standing in the back, and as I was reflecting upon the journey that we took, and the journey that it took for us to be here today. Let's just take this moment right now. Let's extol the Lord together as a church. Let's praise His name. Let His praise always be on our lips. As it says in Psalm 34, that will glory in the Lord, let the afflicted hear and rejoice. The poor man, that poor man is me. That poor individual is me. That poor woman is me. The poor man called, and the Lord heard him. The Lord hears those who are humble. The Lord hears those who repent. The Lord hears those who repent before god and humble themselves before him so right now let's take a moment right now as a church let's extol the lord let's praise his name let's glory in his name let the afflicted hear me, rejoice let's pray together heavenly fathers I want to thank you for your grace and for your mercy oh god only you oh god because of you that we are here today god. because of your faithfulness and for your goodness oh god and because of your grace and your mercy that is unconditional, God That we are here today, oh Lord When we humble ourselves oh God, when we humble ourselves God, you come and you hear us, oh Lord You receive us for the way we are, God Even though we are filled with sin Even though we are fallen, we fall short of your glory, oh God You come, God, through the blood of Christ Through the cross Through the blood that was shed for me You're the one who died for me Because of him, God, I have access To be here in this place to worship you in my hands lifted high, oh God Thank you for this. Journey of our church for the, des- for the journey that we took for us to be here in this place and destination. Thank you, Lord, that you are faithful through it all. That God, that you are never changing, that you are unwavering, God, you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. And God, therefore, we praise you We may give glory to your name. Oh Lord, we love you so much, God. We cry out right now, God. We say with all of our hearts, soul, mind, and strength that God, that you are alone that we love you so much that there's no one that can compare it to who you are thank you for your goodness thank you for your faithfulness we give you we give you thanks Father we don't ask for anything else we don't ask for anything else but your presence with us God. your presence is not here God, each one of us as individuals and also as a church, as a family of Christ, we come to you with thanksgiving, oh God. We don't ask for anything else but your presence here in this place. If your presence is not here with us, Lord, everything we do here is in vain, oh Lord. We need you right now, come and touch us. As we transition to the message, Lord, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts, of all the listeners' hearts, oh God, let it be pleasing in your sight for you are our rock and our redeemer, oh Lord. We give you glory and thanks. Speak to us, Lord, for we are listening. We are hungry for your word. We love you. We thank you. We pray all these things in your precious Son, Jesus Christ, and I pray, and God's people pray. Amen. and Amen. I'm very excited to be here with you today in our new place, new location. I apologize about the mask. We have to do it due to the regulation here in this new building. We're going to be doing this uh, for quite a bit. Uh, So, Let's just bear with each other uh, with the mass as you're sitting, and even in the pews with the mass. Priesty, I'm sure it was difficult to sing with the mask, but I feel you up here. Actually, I understand. Let's get into today's message. As before, we get into Advent series as Christmas is coming soon, with the preparation of the birth of Jesus Christ. We have been on this topic called two weeks ago. We started. How God's People Should Live, and then we also went over How God's People Should Not Live. And today, the title of today's message is called How God's People Must Share the Gospel. Turn to your neighbor and say, Share the Gospel. gospel. We as God's people must share the gospel. It's not an option. It's a given. And we do it because of love. Just as Christ came from heaven to us, to earth, he did it because of love. His life was the message of the gospel. His, his life was him sharing who he is to his people, to his children, to us, to the future generations, so that we can have eternity with him. Why? Because of love. So understanding that it's about sharing the gospel, it's not about hoarding the, the good news to myself, There are two types of people. A person who goes to a good restaurant and says, oh, this place will be mine. Sometimes I'm like that. I don't want to share. It's my secret spot. Or the other person is, I'm going to go and share this news, share this place to everybody. And that's who we must be. We must go and share the gospel, share the good news, because it is the good news. With that, let's go into today's main passage. It's found in John chapter 1. John chapter 1, verse 29-51. It's a little long, but please bear with me. Let's go ahead and read together. And just follow along with me. I'm going to go ahead and read, starting from verse 29. The title says, John testifies about Jesus. Again, this is not John, the disciple of Jesus. This is John the Baptist. John testifies about Jesus. It says this in verse 29. The next day... And I myself did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water told me. The man on whom you see the Spirit come down and remain is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. I have seen and testified that this is God's chosen one. The next day, John was there again with two of his disciples. When he saw Jesus passing by, he said, Look, the Lamb of God. When the two disciples heard him say this, they followed Jesus. Turning around, Jesus saw them following and asked, What do you want? They said, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? Come, he replied, and you will see. So they went and saw where he was staying, and they spent that day with him. It was about four in the afternoon. Andrew, Simon, Peter's brother, was one of the two who heard what John had said and who had followed Jesus. The first thing Andrew did was to find his brother Simon and tell him, We have found the Messiah, that is the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, You are Simon, son of John. You'll be called Cephas, which then translated is Peter. Jesus calls Philip and Nathaniel. It says in verse 43, The next day Jesus decided to leave for Galilee. Finding Philip, he said to him, Follow me. Philip, like Andrew and Peter, was from the town of Bethsaida. Philip found Nathanael and told him, We have found the one Moses wrote in the law and about whom the prophets also wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nazareth, can anything good come from there? Nathanael asked. Come and see, said Philip. When Jesus saw Nathanael approaching, he said to him, Here truly is an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. How do you know me? Nathanael asked. Jesus answered, Before I get to our points, I want to share with you about the importance of sharing. The importance of sharing the gospel. It says here, in research releases and faith and Christianity, article called Sharing Faith is Increasingly Optional to Christians, by Barna says, it says, A growing number of Christians don't see sharing the good news as a personal responsibility. Just 10% of Christians in 1993 who have shared about their faith agree with the statement, converting people to Christianity is the job of the local church. It's not my job. As opposed to the job of an individual. 25 years later, 3 in 10 Christians who have had a conversation about faith say evangelism is the local church's responsibility. 29%, or nearly 3 increase. 98% of Christians, the statistics tells us that they, are, they do not go ahead and share the gospel. But I'm here to remind us that as a Christian, that we must share the gospel to others. It is a must. It is not an option that we have. It doesn't matter whether we are long, tall, short, round. It doesn't matter. We are all called to be arrow, pointing to Jesus Christ. Our lives must point to Jesus Christ. You guys know that song that we did in missions? right? Before you go away. Right? How does the lyrics go? At the end, end of this good day, do you, do you know the Lord? And one of the touching parts was when we did it in front of the kids right? at To Be Gone in the Philippines. And as we sang this song, the kids were receiving Jesus Christ, the title, Do You, do you Know the Lord? Don't let another moment pass you by. Understanding the passion of Jesus Christ, his love for us, that he came from heaven to die for us. And we understand that the truth, the reality is, the reality is right now. The scripture tells us in 2 Corinthians 6, verse 2, that now is a time of God's favor. Now is a day of salvation. It says, Hebrews 3, Hebrews chapter 3, verse 15 says, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did in your rebellion. And that is the harsh reality, that today is a day of salvation. The harsh reality is this, that we must know God. We must know him in order for us to have eternity with God. If we do not know God, then we will not have eternity with him. And the reality is this, that if you know the truth and you know the way to eternity, if you know the truth of the gospel, if you personally have a relationship with Jesus Christ and you see other people heading in a direction of destruction, I have a question for you. Will you absolutely do nothing? I mean, how much can you hate a person forever for you to do absolutely nothing? Yeah, it's not, don't get distracted with the mask. keeps falling. No way. the cruelest crime that as Christians that we can commit against family and friends even our enemies is to hate them so much to the point that we refuse to share the gospel with them I had, a, I had an individual who she's no longer here passed away she was like a spiritual grandmother to me a grandmother that I never had And she would always, the first thing that she would do is when she would go to a place, any place, it could be a grocery place, any place, was, do you know the Lord? Do you know him? Do you know Jesus loves you? Two weeks before she passed away, I had lunch at her place with another pastor. When we were there, she was sharing about her story, about how she went, and she uh, two years before she had broken her leg, if you guys remember with the Yarsir in North Korea, we, we saw her, she was there, she slipped, and she broke her leg, and she was getting rehab done. And she was talking about how she was sharing the good news, the gospel to this individual. And it's crazy because that lady came to the funeral, and she was explaining her testimony. And that the first thing that she does, that she, when she asks, when she goes somewhere, is do you know the Lord? And in life, there are only two options. First option, heaven. The other option, hell. That's it. Heaven through Jesus Christ, or hell through damnation for all of eternity without Jesus Christ. There's only two options. There is no middle ground, there is no middle place. There's only two. An atheist once said this, if your God is the truth to your everything, then how much can you hate someone to do absolutely nothing? If you see someone who's about to commit or is about to hit or get into a car crash, would you not warn that individual? Would you not warn them that something, danger, a danger is coming to them? Would you do absolutely nothing and just sit there and watch their life pass by? And if the only difference between these two destinations is Jesus Christ, then how much can we hate someone forever to do absolutely nothing, even if it meant it would make you uncomfortable at times? Pastor Vadi Bakum, he said this in quote, What's not loving is to look at someone in the eye when God says they are in jeopardy of an eternity in hell and merely wink and nod at their sin because you're afraid of being called names. Here's the truth, and here is a fact. Those who care will share the gospel. And on the powerful way, one of the most powerful way that God uses to touch lies is by sharing the message through relationships. Of course, the foundation is the Word. It's the Word of God. But the main thing One of the ways that God uses is through relationships. That's why God used the disciples. Some of us, we came to church through relationships because we were invited to church It's by spreading of the word. And the relationship with Christ is the most important thing. The greatest gift that we can give to anyone is the salvation of Jesus Christ. That is it. Without that, everything is nothing. Everything is secondary. If you can offer someone a gift of salvation of Jesus Christ, if you can bring someone to church and they find Jesus Christ and they remain in that relationship with Jesus Christ and they are faithful in the relationship with Jesus Christ, you have given them the greatest gift for all of eternity. There are no gifts greater than that gift. And as we give this gift, And as you introduce them this gift, they will have eternity for all of eternity in heaven with God. Nothing is more important than that. Because this flesh, this body, it will end one day and it will finish and no more. You know, what I noticed over the years is that no matter how hardened or cold someone may have become, No matter what, no matter how much they hate religion, God, or how much they've been hurt by the church, nine times out of ten, most of the time, they will listen if you show that you genuinely care. President Theodore Roosevelt, the 26th president, he said this, nobody cares how much you know until they know how much you care. Again, sharing the gospel. The motivation behind sharing the gospel is what? Is love. Nobody cares what you know unless you show that you care about that person's life. And now that we have taken sharing the gospel, we have done the topic of sharing, let's go straight into our points, leading to point number one. How God's people must share the gospel. Number one is you point. Can we turn to a neighbor and say, you point. Point at them be like, point. <laughs> you point others and then you point to heaven. He said, you point to others, to the gospel, to Jesus Christ. Verse 29 and 30, it says, the next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. This is the one I meant when I said, a man who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. Skipping few verses, let's go to 35 and 37. The next day, John was there again with two of his disciples. When he saw Jesus passing by, he said, look, the Lamb of God. When the two disciples heard him said this, they follow Jesus. And it's the phrase where it says, look, the Lamb of God. He says it twice, in verse 29 and in verse 36. Look, the Lamb of God. What is John the Baptist doing? He's pointing others. Everyone is there to see John the Baptist. But what does he do? Not me. But look, he's pointing. Look, the Lamb of God. And that's what we are called to do. We are here in this place. The blessings that we have the talents that we have, it's not look how good I am, look how good I am, how amazing I am. And he's like, look at me, look at me, but this thing is blocking him. No one can see it. We see our talents and we say, Look what I've done. Yes, it's also your hard work, but it's God-given talent. You pointed to him. And that's what John the Baptist said. Look, the Lamb of God. Look the Lamb of God. Going to verse 38. This is kind of on the side, but let's go to 38. Turning around, Jesus saw them, following and asked, what do you want? They said, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? In other words, it means, may I help you? Jesus is saying, may I help you? It's like kind of mean, just like, what do you want? But he's saying, may I help you? they're pretty much asking rabbi where are you staying which means we want to learn from you that's what they're asking we want to learn from you we desire a relationship we desire your friendship today jesus desires a friendship and a relationship with you we are called to ask where are you staying jesus in other words we're saying jesus we desire a relationship with you because when we are weary The only thing that's going to strengthen us and that's going to help us in our journey is the strength and the relationship and the friendship that we have with Jesus Christ. That's why we are called to be arrows to Jesus Christ. We must point to Christ. Just as we point others to things that are good. We introduce people to Chipotle, Taco Chipotle. You guys didn't know that before we did this. Three tacos, you get the the wrap, you could even wrap it, it becomes Gordita Crunch, like Taco Bell. And then you get everything on the side, you put everything and you introduce it, now we're all doing it. We introduce good workouts, kettlebell swings, the orange thing that thing that thing that Arlene does. The bottle that she always carries. Good things, movies, we recommend good movies, restaurants, we recommend things that are good. You have to go and check this, check out this joint, check out this place. Check out this new, new regimen of workout. We are an arrow as Christians that points to Jesus Christ because we point to things that are good. And in our case, what is good? The only thing that is good is Jesus Christ. It has to be a natural overflow. It can't be like we're mad, evil, and we're like, oh, Jesus Christ, this is good. you force yourself to do it. You punch yourself to say it. Say it. I have to do it. It's a checklist. I have to do it. I have to, I have to share the gospel today. But it's a natural overflow from the relationship that you have. It's a burden and the conviction that comes from the Holy Spirit, and you share the gospel. Let us say you need to know Christ. He is amazing, just like my, my spiritual grandmother. My mentor, the one who, she went and she took every opportunity to go and share the gospel. We are to be arrows, And they knew that Jesus was the Lamb of God. Those who know him will point others to Christ. Behold the Lamb of God that takes the sin of this world. If you guys know Oswald Chambers, the man behind the beloved devotional, My Utmost for His Highest, in an article in a story it says, it was a young traveling minister. He and his 10 year old niece were leaving a church service when a woman came up to him and said, Mr. Chambers, Pastor Chambers, I must tell you everything about myself. At these words, his young niece sighed and sat down on a pew prepare for a long boring wait as the woman talked with her uncle a lot of times sometimes I do that to you guys like we're supposed to be eating and I'm talking and sometimes it takes longer and we are waiting and that's what was happening to this little girl I have to tell you everything about myself but she was surprised when Oswald returned a few minutes later and said it was time for them to go home she said, I thought that woman was going to tell you everything about herself. She exclaimed in surprise. Oswald smiled smile and replied, Well, I asked her if she had ever told God everything about herself. And she said she hadn't. So I, I told her to go home and tell God everything about herself. And after that, if she still felt she wanted to tell me, she could. And that's an amazing illustration of pointing others to Jesus Christ and the answer is Jesus Christ. A good witness is not like a salesman because we are not selling a product, but it's about the person, the relationship. You're introducing someone who is perfect, someone who is good, someone who's with me to others. So again, a good witness is like a good sign. It doesn't matter whether you're big Small, old, modern, new, round, short, doesn't matter. We are all arrows. And we are called to point. Can we turn to our neighbor and say, you point. And that's who we are. We are witnesses for Christ. We must point others to Christ. We are arrows. Number two, you bring. You bring. This is very heavy on my heart. Uh, especially when I see the young generation, especially this generation. I have a friend who's a teacher. He tells me about these young students. And you know, part of the reason why we have started our church is so that we can influence the younger generation. We don't know how. Now, with some of us, we have younger siblings. We know people who are younger, who are born in the recent years, and they're growing up in a different generation from the generation that you grew up in. Different types of... Temptations, different types of peer pressure, different types of pressures all around, especially with this pandemic, with everything that's happening. Some college students right now, their first year, their first year is virtual education. They don't even get to enjoy what college is really like. Even right now, with all of us, with wearing the masks. And I want you to think about your friends right now, the friends that you have, especially during this pandemic, how their faith is. If you have siblings, their faith, what is their faith like? If you have children, what is their faith like? If you have parents, what are their faith like right now? And we see that this generation right now, this young generation, people are now returning to church. And especially with this COVID, with this pandemic, it's getting worse. Churches are dying. But you must never forget the story in Mark chapter 2. Remember Mark chapter 2. It's a story about four men, four friends who carries their friend. And it's a place that I visited in Israel. It's a place where you see, it's this area, it's a circle area. And we see the story where their friends, they came and they dug the roof and they put a hole through the roof and they lowered their friend because they were desperate to bring this friend because they knew who Jesus was. They were desperate, and that individual, that man who was paralyzed was desperate. Those friends were desperate. Every day, us, you and I, you and me, we live this life day in, day out, living life. We have friends who don't go to church, friends, siblings who don't go to church, who are not faithful Christians. they They have walked away from their faith. Their faith has grown lukewarm over the years. And we sit there and we say, oh, it's God's timing. Yes, it's God's timing. But that doesn't mean that we shouldn't act. We are called to bring. Their love in Mark chapter 2, their love for their friend was proven through their action. Faith is all about action. It's not just about the feeling that you have or a conviction that we have. They committed themselves into action. May you love your friends enough. May you love your family members enough. May you love your siblings enough. To bring them to Christ, to church. May you love your friends by bringing them to Christ, to church. Because those who truly love will not only pray that they will receive Christ, but they will bring them to Christ. Especially with this pandemic, people are living in fear. They're afraid to go out. They're afraid to go to church and to worship. Yes, virtual is good, but for too long, it's not good. As Christians, we are called to meet. We are called to meet together and fellowship with one another in person. And yes, of course, we're going to be safe. We're going to keep our distance. We're going to wear our masks, and we're going to play smart. But we are not called to live in fear. For God is greater than all things. Especially during this pandemic, I'm doing this call thing. This call, happy time, Google Chat, and I have four friends, including me, four, you know, men, eggplant, soccer, and myself. They all have nicknames, and in that chat, you know, they're just talking about how difficult it is. You know, they're not going to church. You know, their faith, and they just need some accountability. And and we're gonna be you know doing the talk every Monday and. Guys, it's important that we bring people to church. Let us bring others and put our faith into action. Amen. Verse forty, forty-two. Andrew Simon, Peter's brother, was one of the two who heard what John had said and who had followed Jesus. The first thing Andrew did was to find his brother Simon and tell him, We have found the Messiah. That is the Christ. Verse 42, And he brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, You are Simon, son of John. You'll be called Cephas, which when translated is Peter. So what is the first thing that they did? They brought Peter. They introduced Peter to Jesus Christ. They brought their faith into action. You bring. Amen? Number three, And our last point, you follow, you follow. And this is the most important. In order for you to be a good leader, you have to be a good follower. Pay attention, I'm not saying be a follower of society. Be a follower of our teacher. In order to be a good leader, you must first, first learn to be a good follower. Before I was a pastor and before I was a teacher, I was also a student, learning at a young age, learning by people, people who are older than me, who set good examples, who are faithful in their walk with Christ. Just like with, as the president, when he said in his speech, he is the boss, right? As the president, you say, you think, I'm the boss. I own everything. I own, I own America, the greatest nation of history in present right now. But you say, we need the help from the boss. Or if you're an MMA fan, ghosts like GSP or Anderson Silva, they say things like, for me, I am not the best. Nobody is the best except God. In order for us to be a good, a good teacher, we must first have been a good student. I remember when I was in college, when I was young, we had this couple of West Point guys that came. You know, it's good. And they came, one guy, he's like, spoke a lot, He's saying, in one class, right, judo, Rani, you've done judo. He said, in my judo class, the teacher, the coach, the professor, or whatever you call them, was like, if anyone could submit me, take me down, then you get an A for the rest of the class. And he said, oh, and then he said he went. I'm like, oh, are you sure? I don't know. Anyone can make up stuff, but it's about humility. It's about being a good student first before we become a good teacher. Before we become a good leader, you need to be a follower of Christ. For the rest of my life, I am a follower of Jesus Christ, no matter what. I am never head of anything. I am never head of God. He is my head. He is my forever. He is my first and I follow him no matter what. And it's not about where you come from. It's not about your background. It's not about your family background. It's not about your social standing. It's not about your reputation. We are called to follow him. It's, It's about living the life of the gospel. It's about living for him. It's about your life being a testimony of Jesus Christ. Let's go to verse 43, 46. 43 tells us, The next day, Jesus decided to leave for Galilee. Finding Philip, he said to him, Follow me. Please turn to your neighbor and say, Follow him and point to this guy. Follow him. And I'm closing with this. Continuing on in our reading, verse 44. Philip, like Andrew and Peter, was from the town of Bethsaida. Philip found Nathanael and told him, We have found the one Moses wrote about in the law and about whom the prophets also wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph." I want you to just imagine how powerful the statement is, these two verses are. For 400 years before Jesus came into the picture at the end of Malachi, at the end of Old Testament, those 400 years, it's called 400 years of silence remember israelites the chosen people of god they went up and down up and down up and down with kings coming coming and going kings coming and going being faithful being rebellious being faithful and rebellious think about it. that's us in our journey in our walk with god we're always up and down up and down and we see here finally they have been waiting and they see the messiah the chosen one and the Messiah comes and it says in verse 43 follow me imagine their excitement in 44 Philip like Andrew and Peter was from the town of Bethsaida Philip found Nathanael and told him we have found the one we have found the one Moses wrote about it in the law think about their excitement we found him and about whom the prophets also wrote Jesus of Nazareth The son of Joseph, he's here. Where is your excitement? We have been so spoiled in our faith, we come to church every week. We get fed by the word of God and we see, oh, okay, this is it. Where is your excitement? When was the last time you've gotten excited in the relationship that you have? Not in the promotion that you got. Not in the degree that you finished in the, in the college or in the education that you work hard for. Yes, those things you should, you should celebrate. Yes, those things are good. All those things are good. But nothing is greater than your relationship with Jesus Christ. When was the last time that you got excited about your relationship with Jesus Christ? We have found the one Moses wrote about in the law, in the, about whom the prophets also wrote. Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And take a look at verse 46. Nazareth, can anything good come from there? Nathanael asked. Come and see, said Philip. What he's saying is Nazareth. Nazareth is like like the smallest population in America, like before for Wyoming. Nazareth, can anything good come out from there? Joseph, who is Joseph? And the important thing is, your background doesn't determine your worth. Just as Jesus came from a small town, he came from a humble background. Your background doesn't determine who you are. Even if you had a hard past, God can bring brighter hope. He brings light to a place of darkness just as Jesus was the light, as Jesus was the light to this dark world. He is our light. So be encouraged today. It doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter your background. It doesn't matter what you've committed, the sin that you've committed this week. If you come and repent to him and you ask God for forgiveness, he forgives us and he washes away our sins by the blood of Jesus Christ. Just like that song, Kirk Franklin, Imagine Me, writing that lyrics, whatever your mother did, Whatever your father did, your past, he it says, it's gone, it's gone, it's gone, it's gone. It's no more. It's gone because of what Christ did on the cross. And the question is, do you believe? Do you believe? Those who believe shall receive this promise. For Jesus sees everything and sees you. Let's continue reading. We're almost done. remember right before what did he say Nazareth can anything good come from there Nathanael asked come and see said Philip and what does Jesus say in verse 47 when Jesus saw Nathanael approaching he said to him here truly is an Israelite in whom there is no deceit Nathanael is like how do you know me Nathanael asked Jesus' answer Jesus says I saw you while you are still under the fig tree before Philip called you. Then Nathanael declared, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Jesus said, you believe because I told you. I saw you under the fig tree. You will see greater things than that. He then added, very truly I tell you, you will see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the son of man. Remember, you follow him because he sees you. He saw you before you were born. He sees you under the fig tree. Will you believe? Will you believe? Will your statement be? Rabbi, Jesus, teacher, you are the Son of God, and you are the King of Israel. I pray that you will. I pray that the people that you bring, that they will declare that Jesus Christ is their Lord and Savior this week let us pray for our family and friends let us pray that the message of the gospel will penetrate into their heart and that they'll receive this truth the truth of who Jesus Christ is let us pray this week For anyone who hears this message will receive the message, and God is calling us to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Again, the title, How God's People Must Share the Gospel. You what? You point. You what? You bring. You what? You follow. You follow Christ. Follow Him. And when we take our final breath in this life, And final breath will come. One day it will come. Years from now, we don't know. But the most important question and the only important that matters that we must ask in our life is this. And you know, I talk about this with my father who's here today. Is this question. Is my walk with God right? Today. If it's not, you say, Father, forgive me. You say, I'm sorry, Father. It's time to make amends. It's time to turn back to your first love. Let us call our Father today. Due to the time, I'm going to close us in prayer. If you could just bow your heads with me. Just in our own voices, let us pray. And let us say, Jesus, Jesus, You are my portion, you are my maker, you are my hope, you are my savior, and you are my helper. Let us say, God, you are my teacher, you are my shepherd, say, God, you are my feeder, you are my restorer, and say, God, you are my leader, you are my righteousness, You are my redemption, and you are my all in all. So Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you for being our everything. Thank you for leading our church in this journey called life. Thank you for each and every single one of the members, whether they're here today or they're at school. God, they're so special, each and every single one of them. Thank you for this life that we have. In this journey that we can walk together. Lord, we give all glory to your name. We love you, we thank you. Pray all these things in your precious son. just custom I pray. And God's people pray, Amen and Amen.